MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Hi, yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 275. Another nice big round number for us to hit. Congratulations to us. Another milestone. Um, we're going to dedicate this one to the UFC. Sure, it's it's uh, troublesome being a UFC fan sometimes, most of the time, all of the time, what with their ownership and their fearless leader and many of the fighters and, and their views on things as well, but... Despite all this, uh, we still love the UFC and we love gambling on it, which is probably why you came to this here podcast, unless you just came to hear me talk, in which case uh, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome either way. Uh, I am one of your hosts, your Jeff Chalks Fox, who's uh, doing one of his trademark rambling, non-planned intros to the podcast. It used to be worth worse. Uh, people, um, longtime listeners will know the first. I, I don't know when it stopped, but... Uh, the intros used to be really fun and rambling. I even had people say, wow, your intros are long. I'm like, yep, it, it was our game. But but we have things to talk about. And the person who's kind of giggling in the background is very, told me off air. We actually kind of did some preparation off air this time. Uh, he's very, very excited that we have UFC to talk about this week. Even though there are a lot of new names or unfamiliar names, the fighters of when you had a fight or two in the UFC on this card it is still it's ufc and we haven't talked about uh actual ufc fights for almost a month now so uh let's bring in the man of the hour the brains behind this operation even though i'm better at picking fights it's daniel gumby vreeland hello <laughs> well allegedly better at picking fights but so far this year the numbers I've gotten... say that's all oh yes well, it's true well no we're so far e- this year even. i've gotten seven fights right and you've gotten zero so <laughs> i'm like true. way i'm way up on you this year so it's uh true. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, I'm really excited that the UFC is back. But before we dig too far into it, too, I, I do want to just quickly uh, let people know that we got some some contests yes. going on, too. Yeah, I was going to set you up for that. I'm a professional, oh, like, but go uh, ahead. Yeah, set yeah, yourself yeah, up. I, I got this. So if you head on over to our uh, Twitter or in the Discord, I've been dropping it occasionally in the Discord, and I'll keep dropping it and spamming the Discord with it for a while. Uh, we've got a props contest that's going to go on for the whole first quarter of 2023. That's 10 events where you can just drop us one plus 200 or better prop. Um, that uh, you think will hit. And over the course of those 10 events, the person who hits the most props is going to win a $50 gift card to the SGPN store. The person who hits the uh, biggest prop, the biggest singular prop, is also going to win 50 bucks to the SGPN store. And the person who accumulates the most value with all of their props hit together, which could have been one of the other two people, uh, will win $100 to the SGPN store. So 200 bucks we're giving away. Make sure to get in on that wherever you can find it. Once again, it's on our Twitter. It's also in the Discord. So jump on it. Uh, go win yourself some uh, sweet Gumby gear. You know how much I love props. So I'm 
I, I know technically, <laughs> I, I, technically, I, I can't win, but maybe I'll just play for for fun and to I, show I how, think how should, amazing I am. I think we should both throw our best uh, plus two hundred props or better in there, so that we can Boy. show people if somebody else wins, we could be like, well, you technically won because I can't, but like, you know, we we should let them know that we're better. Uh, we well. <laughs> that, that's a good thing uh, to, to let our listeners know we are better than you. Obviously, we are, we are <laughs> very better than you. I, I thought I was the arrogant one on, on the podcast, but no, it's apparently my co-host. It's always the quiet one. I guess you're not the quiet one. It's always the uh, the ones who who come off as, "Hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm everybody's buddy," and they're always the ones you got to look out for. Um, now, can you make what? Are, are you making picks for every event? Or are you making picks like? Per month, how does it work? I think one, I saw the form there was so, so two events you, on there so far. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, we're gonna do one per event. The reason there's only two on there now is because I don't want people picking too far ahead of time. The other events okay. will like slowly unveil themselves. But yeah, you're just gonna pick one prop per event, uh, and and I'll keep track. I'll, I'll put up the standings of people who actually hit it. I won't put up the people who don't hit it, but I'll put up the people who actually hit it, um, and who are Losers. officially on the board with the amount of uh, props they hit. And we'll just get to see those unveil as time goes, you know, who's ahead and, you know, whether or not you can beat the biggest prop. Because that's the thing. If you beat the biggest prop, there's a prize in there and that. So even if you don't get on the first one, which, by the way, you could right now, just go ahead to our Discord or go ahead to our Twitter, SGPNMMA. Um, you can get it on the first one. But even if you don't, there'll be a chance for you to win later on anyway. All right, cool. Makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, definitely get in there. And Gummy just said he won't embarrass you losers out there that don't hit any props. He, <laughs> he, he won't publish your names or your or your aliases. So so you're safe. It's, it's only only the winners will will get uh, it here. So, all right, amazing. Um, we do have UFC this week, so we should probably jump into it after I tell you about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same-game parlays. And big news, the NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And someone say NFL playoffs. Yes, I did, actually. That brings us to the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. SGPN is teamed up with Homage for a NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 cash out of Gummy's pocket, $100 SGPN gift card, and $100 Homage gift card that's h-o-m-a-g-e i think i'm saying it right homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed nfl gear check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage h-o-m-a-g-e i saw some of them posted in our discord and it does look like some pretty cool stuff for all contest details and to enter download the sgpn app and hit contest you ready for some ufc now gumby I am so ready for some UFC right now. <laughs> How long have we been recording? I need to know for my next ad read. What number are we at now? Uh, I, I, I don't know because we talked talk for so long and the recording was technically oh, you going record, then. Yeah, sorry, you recorded a little yeah, time. Like, Whatever. Like, I'll wing uh... it. I'm a professional. I'll wing it. All right. We're going to talk about, yeah, it wouldn't be a UFC fight night without, or I guess even pay-per-view sometimes, without a makeshift uh, put on with duct tape at the very last minute main event. Uh, UFC fight night, Strickland versus Imavov. We didn't. We weren't planning on this. Starting the week, when I posted the Pick'em contest I run on my uh, Substack, moneymma.substack.com, definitely enter the Pick'em contest. Another uh, cheap plug there. But when I entered it, 
starting the week, it was UFC Fight Night Imova versus Gastelum, but no, it has changed. It's even changed weight classes. So, um, weren't you saying we'll see if Calvin Gastelum when he shows up? I do believe you're the I one said that. Was that. Questioning it? I do <laughs> believe I said that. However, I, I was giving him some shade on his, uh, you know, him pulling out of fights, feeling not 100%, or maybe his weight being off. But did yeah. did you see the injury? My weight's off a bit, but yes. Uh, no, my um, yeah, I I heard about the injury. I, I didn't look at it. That's, that's more really, up your. I'm sure it's, it's on your phone saved. It's because he had really his tooth broke. ripped out or something. Uh, it's like a whole chunk of his jaw looked like when they were showing it him get it stitched back in. It was really gnarly looking, and I have no idea how that kind of stuff works because I yeah I'm not a dentist yeah. or a, a wait a minute so hang so, on. I, I'm not. I, I know we've been doing this podcast for a long time. I'm telling you, I'm not a dentist. Daniel um, Gumby Vreeland, DDM. All that was a lie. <laughs> yes, it was all a lie. No, so it was gross. He should have dropped out of the fight with that. I don't know how it happened, but he definitely should have dropped out of the fight. I was thinking if it was just a tooth, like, well, you should be all fight, but it sounds like it was. No, it, than that. it was gnarly. He couldn't fight. <laughs> yeah. All right. So hopefully he can't eat. Oh, never mind. I, I, had, I had some easy jokes <laughs> mean, there, but no. Mean fat joke. <laughs> he was totally going to make weight. Yeah, he totally <laughs> was going to make weight. He always makes weight. Come on. It's never a problem. All right. Anyhow, so Strickland versus Imavov and is going to be at light heavyweight. So, yes, Sean Strickland is main eventing back-to-back UFC fight nets. Have we had that before? Do you remember? Uh, Maybe in the olden, olden, olden days when they were only running one or one a month or two a month. Moreno was close, I think. Yeah. Uh, right when right when he uh, challenged for that title and drew, I don't know if it was two in a row, but it was close. Okay. All right. So main event is uh, we may even have a better one now. Well, it's 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 interesting at the very least. I don't know if it's better. Um, we lost Jilton Almeida, Shamil Abdurakhimov. What a surprise! Well, actually, it was originally announced here, but um, push the next claimed, week. Yeah, it claimed it always was going to happen, or or um, it, as of now, it's going to happen next week. Hopefully, it actually does happen. Um, what else? We had Jeff Molina versus Jimmy Flick, but Molina's been uh, caught up in the gambling investigation, um, so he has been temporarily suspended. So we have Jimmy Flick and Charles Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, who apparently everyone more on that soon, but uh, yeah, the betters seem to love him. Um, so that was kind of last minute. It was Johnson's had over a month, I think, to get ready for it. So I'm not counting that as as short notice. Um, or actually, no, it is short notice, isn't it? Do you remember when it happened? When right, right around Christmas time. So it's probably just under a month. Okay, it was the fifth. All right, yeah, it's a little over. Okay, that's right. Um, Jeff Neal, Shavkak Rachmanov was supposed to meet here. Um, That'll be later. Been, yeah, it's been later. Uh, Omar Morales, Matias Rebecki, Morales pulled out, and you got replaced by Nick Fiore, short notice uh, newcomer. Then Isaac Dalgarian was supposed to fight Daniel Arjueta. Um, then Dalgari got interviewed by Gumby. And what happened after he got an interview with you, Gumby? He tore his LCL and uh, they found a hole in his retina. <laughs> oh, what a shock. The hole had apparently the already the hole had apparently already been there. Just saying. Yeah, because he talked to you on the Talk Turtle MMA podcast and then all of a sudden, boom, hole in his retina. Just like Brian Barberina's insides exploded after he spoke with you. These things happen. <laughs> These yeah, things man. don't happen in MMA. These things happen on Top Turtle MMA. Uh, you right, know, so I, I tried I tried to debate that, but this is a damning one. <laughs> it is a damning one. So we got a newcomer, Nick. Is it Aguera? Aguera? Aguera, I Aguera. All right. We'll talk about him very shortly. So pre, uh, this Saturday night, UFC Apex taking us a long time to get to it. That's 
how excited we are. We're all over the place. Um, we'll do this episode for newcomers here. Will be our prelim episode because we want to dig deep into some of these fights and we talk about a bunch of nonsense. So these episodes get far too long. So we got seven fights to break down today on the prelims, and then we'll be back tomorrow with the five fight main card and uh, Hungry Man Jong Super Fan Parlay, of course, and new to this year Lock Dog Prop. Um, Gumby and I are going to pick a lock, a dog, and a prop, and we're going to see how we do over the season. Gumby's got to come up with new ways to try to beat me because he loses in every category up to this point. So, yep, silence because it's true. All right, prelims. I'm pretty sure I won one year <laughs> on the uh, the uh, on some metric. I can't remember what the yes. metric was, but I won something yeah. one time. <laughs> yeah, the, the numbers say elsewise, but that's okay. Uh, prelims. I, I am ahead in the amount of hungry man John parlay to it. It's true. You nailed. Oh yeah, I was gonna pick the. Okay, we'll see. I don't know if I'll pick those this year or not. It's already hard enough for me to come up with an underdog and a prop. But we're gonna start with prelims. ESPN Plus, 4 p.m. Eastern is when it starts. We're gonna start with women's flyweights. Um, the only women's fight on the prelims: Priscilla Cachuera versus Sajera Eubanks. Crazy Cachuera still in the UFC. She seemed um, after that Shevchenko beatdown, we thought, oh, we thought she'd get one more fight maybe, and that would be the end of her. But no, she's uh, clawed out a career here. Um, we'll tell you about her first. Zombie girl, Cachuera is 12 and four, seven knockouts. She's been submitted twice, four and four in the UFC. She's won two straight fights and four of five. Won the last fight via TKO. She has missed weight in the past. At I think that would have been at full, yeah flyweight. This is what this one's at. So uh, she used to fight at bantamweight. Uh, she's three inches taller than Eubanks, three years younger. Uh, she's been outstruck very poorly very badly in the ufc over her eight fights she's been outstruck by 3.17 strikes per minute so she really takes a beating uh in the striking department yet she can pull out the wins plus 195 is the number overall for her on the board eubank sarge seven and seven with three knockouts she's got been knocked out once in her career the only time she's been stopped five and five in the ufc she's only won one of her last four she lost her last fight vtko she's missed weight a couple times at this weight class, uh, she also used to fight up at bantamweight, so it makes sense. Two women who have really struggled to get to flyweight uh, and normally uh, or have fought at uh, bantamweight in the past, hey, that's that's forced each other to cut, right? Yeah, but I would say, well, you 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 finish up. I'll tell you what I think about Priscilla Castro. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Take it, take it. <laughs> All right, Eubanks, three and zero on the Ultimate Fighter, but then an injury kept her from fighting yeah, for the championship. Two and one in Invicta. She's got two inches reach on Cachuera. Grap, uh, striking stats, excuse me, are in her favor over Cachuera. She has outstruck her UFC opponents by 0.87 strikes per minute. Her grappling stats also are better than Cachuera's. Uh, I forgot to type this in, but she is a multiple-time BJJ, isn't a world champion or world medalist, right? I think. Uh, yeah, but I think it's that blue belt or something like that. You know, like it's one Whatever. of those kind of grappling. <laughs> oh, Mr. Purple Belt for the, the rest of your life is, is uh, crapping on people in blue belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Uh, minus 245, the number on Eubanks. Okay, go with your hot take about missing weight. So I think Priscilla Cachueta missed weight on that fight in that she like took it. I, I don't think it was on short notice necessarily, but she like uh, was previously supposed to fight Sajara Eubanks just like a couple months before she fought Jillian Robertson and then turned around and was like, oh, I can just take this fight now because I'm in fight shape. But she had already like gone through the weight cut and ballooned back up. So like I think that that was a rare miss, whereas I think the misses for Sajara Eubanks are like very, very, very real. Um, because yeah. like she, she missed weight in what would have been a title fight and had to be pulled out of it. So like, if you can't make weight for a title fight, like that's a bad sign. And then she missed weight last time out against Melissa Gatto and got knocked out. So I'm going to go dog right out of the gate here. 
I, I, I was thinking like, of it too, yeah. Yeah, I love Priscilla Cachuana in this spot. Here's why. She's on a much better role. You mentioned, I think a lot of people wrote her off. Uh, she's won four out of five. With The only exception is she couldn't deal with the grappling of Jillian Robertson. But, like, who can? Jillian Robertson just tapped out Rose Namajunas in a grappling tournament. And I, I would say this. The size is really great for her. The fact that Eubanks isn't like a big submission threat is a really good part for her. And if Eubanks tries to go to the grappling repeatedly, she's got to tire herself out. I don't think she can grapple consistently for for 15 minutes and still have any juice at the end. Whereas I think Cachoeira can knock her out at any time. Um, so I, I like all of those things. I like that Eubanks hasn't looked all that great lately. Um and personally, like this fight coming together late, but still being at 125 pounds, because this fight did come together kind of late. Man, I, I just think that favors Cachoeira even more. I'm I'm shocked she's this big of an underdog. Yeah, I was thinking about taking her, but I ended up going with Sarge. I, I, her grappling is just way, way better than um, Eubanks. She's also better at uh, striking from distance. But the caveat being, obviously, if you do want to bet on her, I would say wait uh, until weigh-ins. Make sure she makes weight. Uh, make sure she looks okay. And then all um, systems go. So, all right, right out of the gate, we are disagreeing with each other, which always makes things interesting. All right, let's move on to... The men's side of 125 pounds, men's flyweights, Jimmy Flick versus Charles Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, this fight card's got uh, the prelims have two of the worst nicknames in MMA. Two of the – oh, Energy and what? Yeah, Energy, Charles Johnson, another one is coming up. So, yeah, we got oh, okay. Energy. I haven't, haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> inner, I-N-N-E-R-G, Johnson. Uh, he explained to Gumby what that means on the Top Turtle before. Um, versus The Brick. Jimmy Flick. Uh, we'll tell you about the brick Jimmy Flick or Jimmy the brick Flick, I guess. I think I like it, the brick Jimmy Flick better. But anyhow, 16 and 5, 14 submissions. So he is a grappling specialist, submission specialist. He's been knocked out four times. One and all in the UFC. He's won four straight fights, all via submission. Very impressive. It's not lost since February of 2019. One and all in the contender series, one and all in Bellator. Used to fight at featherweight and bantamweight. So up uh, two weight classes. Um, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Striking stats in his favor over Johnson, despite him being a grappler. Uh, he's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.31 strikes per minute, but that's based off of two fights, contender series and UFC fights. And he won both of those anyhow. Grappling stats are better than Johnson's plus 280. Energy, Charles Johnson, 12 and 3, five knockouts, three submissions, one and one in the UFC. He's won five of his last six, including his last fight. He was the LFA champion previously. Uh, used to fight at was Flick the LFA champion too? Yeah, he was. Yes, yes. They're both right. LFA champs, yeah. yeah. He's multiple region champ, but one of them was LFA, right? Okay. Uh, Johnson used to fight at Bantamweight. He also is a pro boxer. Has quite a, a few, uh, quite a number of uh, pro boxing fights. He's two inches taller. Got two inches of reach over Flick. He has been outstruck by 0.14 strikes per minute in the UFC. He's twice more active landing strikes than Flick is. Minus 365. What's with his number, Dan? Uh, Dude, I, I know I'm picking first, I, I, and I know you also are, are thinking. Yeah, you know I'm on. This you know I'm on so. Jimmy Flick. <laughs> yes, because I, I probably could have guessed that. Plus, I list. Actually, you like Charles Johnson too. I remember. Um, yeah, I, I heard you talking on Top Trail about how this number is strange. I am taking Jimmy Flick plus two eighty. It's a new man this year for me. Dude, that is that might be the biggest dog you've ever taken on this show. It I'm could be. be. Uh, it, it, I think it did. I think it is. I'm saying it is. <laughs> this one. It should be around a pick in my eyes on the board. They have very similar records, very similar resumes. They both were LFA champs. They both fought like similar levels of competition. Um, difference being Johnson came off a fight that he technically won, but 
only the two judges <laughs> sitting there that thought he won. No one else watching that fight really thought he beat Chagas Chumagula from. See, I remembered how to say Chagas. Um, now and, that he's not in the UFC anymore. Exactly. Yeah. To it. <laughs> and and flicks like submitted four straight people. So um, and Johnson's like not uh, hasn't shown uh, that he's a, an accomplished striker in the UFC either. So give me Fleck. Give me that plus two eighty money. Let's do it. Yeah, and I, I get get this. I, I think Charles Johnson is a much better striker than Jimmy Flick. I, I think it should this never hit the ground or never wind up in a clinch, like he should have a clear advantages. Like at the end of that fight with Carlos Moda, he was able to knock out Carlos Moda, which is worth noting. Yeah, but that's that's a problem. But but also he had a split decision win over Yumahara Uchi, where Yumahara Uchi got a bunch of his grappling going, and as we just saw with him you shouldn't be giving up a whole bunch of grappling positions to Yuma Horouchi, who isn't maybe all that great on the ground. I think Jimmy Flick has the ability maybe even to pull guard in this fight and win this fight. Like he beat Cody Durden in like, I don't like Cody Durden. I've never been a fan of Cody Durden. Uh, I've faded him in a bunch of fights, but he's also proved me wrong lately. That, that win has aged extremely well for Jimmy Flick. I think Jimmy Flick, despite coming off of, you know, that weirdo retirement that people and, and that's probably why the numbers inflated, right? The weirdo retirement move. But like, I think he's such a live dog here. And at this number, I just don't think you can pass it up at this number. You know what? You can head, you can head back to wherever you, can, you came from if you don't like Cody Jordan. All right, dude. <laughs> I, I am. I am where I came from. Oh, that's true. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so we're both. I can't get a plus 280 dog with a Gumby. I'm right. Heels and yeah, of course I'm right. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Um, I'm gonna play fast and loose this year, man. I'm gonna make pick huge dogs, and we'll see how it goes. Not really. Um, all right. I don't want to forget about telling you about Underdog Fantasy. We're having so much fun, I almost forgot. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, the gauntlet, with one million dollars in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, back to the nonsense. There are a lot of wacky lines uh, this week, uh, a lot of like really close pick'em lines, and then we got some that are like super, super high lines. So, yeah, it's kind of boom or bust here. So, um, let's move up to Featherweights. Daniel Arjueta versus Nick Aguirre, or it's Aguirre. Aguirre. Aguirre, there's no way at the end. Aguirre, he's slick, Aguirre. He's 7-0, three knockouts, four submissions, so he's finished all of his opponents. But it's in a bunch of promotions you probably have never heard of. Uh, this is his short-notice UFC debut. Uh, that's red flags right there for you. Uh, used to fight up at Bantamweight and up at Lightweight. Two inches taller than Arjueta, three years younger. Don't have reach info for him, plus 400. All right, here's the second worst uh, nickname in MMA. The Determined. Daniel, the determined Arjueta. That's really bad. You don't like that one? You like the determined? That's I mean, it, it, it's not as bad. It, you made it sound like it was as bad as is the bad. one we is energy. Energy. I mean, it's not the, as bad, dude. I would I would argue that there's one coming up that's far worse. <laughs> all right, the determined. There's how about, this? Daniel how about this? I'm going to guarantee there are two worse on this fight card. All right, <laughs> on, on today's show or tomorrow's show. All on today. Oh, the determined Daniel says uh, that there's worse ones. So even like taking the law out of it would be better. If it was just determined Daniel Arjueta, that would be better. But the determined 
No, it's weak. Anyhow, he's not weak. He's eight and one. Two knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. 0-1 in the UFC. He did uh, that was his last fight, so he is on a one fight losing streak. Uh 0-1 on the Ultimate Fighter. LFA champion, former champion, another one on this card. Uh used to fight at Featherweight, minus five five five. Here's one of our big numbers on the board. Go ahead. Uh so I'm just gonna say I, I hate this number. Um yeah. I'm gonna pick Ar- Argetta. I, I think he he's going to have a wrestling advantage here against Aguirre. And what I've seen from Aguirre, and this is one of the few regional guys I had like not really heard all that much about. Like the name looked kind of familiar, but I was like, I couldn't even tell you his style, which is rare because usually I can tell you all the styles of the guys on LFA cards. But this guy's been fighting for Anthony Pettis Fight Club. Um, and so and what I saw of him, he likes to wrestle just like Argetta does. But he just like it, you can tell the technique isn't quite there. He's shooting from farther away. It, it, he uses a lot of like strong arm tactics and he like tries to like, you know, body clinch and stuff like that. And it's just like stuff that I don't think is going to work against Dan Argetta. I do worry a little bit about the fact that Argetta decided to stay at featherweight. I'm not quite sure why he did that. Um, I know he lost to Damon Jackson in his debut, which is obviously, you know, not indicative of his real skill. But I thought for sure he was going to go back to Bantamweight. He must have liked something about the way he felt at 45. But at the end of the day, I think his wrestling's just a little bit better. But I wouldn't even use this in a parlay. Like, I think at the end of the day, he should win. This has got decision written all over it. But, like, in no way am I tempted to go out there and get Dan Argetta. I would not like the way I felt at 145. There's no way that would be <laughs> I wouldn't either, man. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I'm taking Argetta. You got to fade the short notice debuting guy, especially with a kind of suspect resume. Um, so give me the determined in this fight, but yeah, I'm not, this will not be one of my, this will not be my lock pick at minus five, five, five. Um, all right. Going back down to flyweights, Alan Nascimento versus Carlos Hernandez. I will tell you about Hernandez first. He's eight and one with four submissions, one low in the UFC. Oh, he's never been finishing a fight. I think cause I didn't type anything there. So we'll just say he's never been finishing a fight. Uh, one low in the UFC, one low in contender series. He's won eight straight fights after losing his MMA day pro debut in January, 2017. So he's on a nice little run was a regional champion used to fight up at featherweight, uh, two years younger than Nascimento. He's 1.6 times more active landing strikes in over his two his UFC plus data contenders fight. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by one strike per minute. Exactly. Plus 265. Nasimato Puro Oso, Pure Bone. That's a good nickname, right? That's not it, the one. it basically means, uh, I looked this up, it means skin and bones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pure yeah, Bone, like, Skin and Bones. That makes sense. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good nickname, for, especially for a flyweight. Um, 19 and 6, two knockouts, 13 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. One and one in the UFC. He won his last fight. However, he's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Over six fights. 0-1 on the Contender Series. Used to fight at Bantamweight. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He's got two inches of reach on Hernandez. His striking stats are better than Hernandez's. He's outstruck his UC at opponents by 0.93 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are also better than Hernandez. Minus 340. Another one where I don't like the line, um, but I like the fighter in this one to win. So I will give you... Actually, he's minus 360. Even worse. Uh, I will take all Alan Nascimento. Better striker, better grappler. Um, but yeah, he's by no means a minus 360 slam dunk in this fight, unless Gumby tells you otherwise. Go ahead. I actually think he's a lot closer to being a 360 slam dunk than right. Argetta is to negative 555. 
like contest this, time 360 yeah, slam dunk let's go yeah because like here's the thing is is you know split yeah, decision my joke yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> sorry go ahead split decision lost to to gear Ulan-Bagot. split decision lost to rally on paiva split decision lost to yuki montoya like these these are all like close close fights with like kind of high level competition and then he went out there and he took it to jake hadley and not only did he take it to jake hadley he did so with the wrestling and you know not for anything too he was originally supposed to fight malcolm gordon so he was preparing for a grappler Dude, I, I think he's just going to come in here and he's just going to steamroll Carlos Hernandez, who had a lot of trouble with the wrestling in his last fight. So, yeah, give me Nascimento. I, I think this one should be easy for him. Well, let's go then. All right. Um, What are we going to move to? We're going to move up a weight class to Bantamweight. Oh, one of our favorites, Javida Basharat, is on this fight card. He's fighting Matias Mendoca. Not Mendoza from The Simpsons, but Mendoca. Uh, Mendoca. Bocayo. Or, or Bocao is his nickname. B-O-C-A-O. You know what that means? Uh, I think it's Big Mouth, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yeah, Mouth, Big Mouth, yes. That's an okay nickname. That's That can't be the worst big name. Oh, nope, I think I see. There's two words coming up. <laughs> I see. No, the one isn't worse. But yeah, there, there's a worse one coming up. Next fight, perhaps. Um, all right. Mendonca, 10-0. Three knockouts, four submissions. This will be his UFC debut. He was 1-0 on the Contender Series. He got two inches of reach over Basharat, four years younger. He's over two times more active landing strikes. Oh, well, that's based off oh, then Bashrat, but that's based off of one fight on the Contender Series. In that fight, he outstruck his opponent by 6.25 strikes per minute, um, plus 280, the number of Mendoka. The Snow Leopard, Javid Bashrat, 13-0, five knockouts, six submissions, 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was a regional champ. He used to fight at featherweight. Three inches taller than Mendoka, plus 2.99 is the strike differential. So over his two UFC fights and his one Contender Series fight, he's outstruck his opponents by almost three strikes a minute. So very, very good. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Minus 360. Which fighter is losing their O uh, on Saturday night, Dan? Mundanka. Like, like yep. uh, you Mundanka. know, I, yeah, I, I love Javid Basharat, first of all. I, I like him a lot. Both but, do. If, but if you remember, too, talking about Mundanka on Contender Series, I actually didn't pick him to win his fight. Uh, well, he was fighting a Sheikah Jim, who I, I still kind of like a Sheikah Jim. Um, but the problem was that he like won so fast that people didn't even get to see like a lot of his flaws. And if you look at his record too, a- any fight that he's won, you know, with a finish are all super fast. We're talking like 80 seconds, 13 seconds, 48 seconds, like one minute, like That's all fast. these. Yeah, he's winning all of these fast against low level competition. So, like, we don't know what it's going to look like. And actually, we do a little bit. He he went deep with Pedro Nobre, who, you know, is a Titan FC guy who was around the regional scene for a while. And he looked tired at the end of that fight. So you put him up against a guy who is a absolute technician in stellar on defense and can wear you out. Dude, he's just like... Javid Basharat is the worst kind of opponent for a guy who's used to getting people out of there quick um, and hasn't fought a big step up in competition. So, yeah, give me Javid Basharat all day here. I, I think he picks him apart on the feet until he feels like taking him down and finishing him, and then he does that. Of course, we love Javid Basharat. This is the Javid Basharat household here, as is the Discord, I think. Um, but, yeah, Basharat obviously is my pick as well. Um, he is the real deal, or has Shown us uh, nothing to disprove that, at least. All right, lightweights. Matias Rebecki, perhaps the worst nickname, versus Nick Fiore. <laughs> All right, Fiore. We're, it's a cliffhanger. We'll have to wait. Fiore, 6-0. Two knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished everyone. 
short notice debut here. He used to fight at welterweight. He is a pro grappler. Five years younger than Rebecca, four inches taller. I do not have reach info on him. You would, uh, all things being equal, you would expect around four inches of reach advantage for him as well. Uh, plus five ten. Rebecca Rebeasty is a nickname. R e b e a s t i. It's kind of funny. It's it's funnier than the determined end energy. Well, yeah. it, it's that's not his old nickname too. Do you, you remember his nickname for a little bit was was the Polish word meaning China? Oh, <laughs> or yeah. Chinese or something. Like yeah, that. remember his name? And I, that's so I'm problematic. glad if they officially changed it to Rabisti, that's actually a step in the right direction. <laughs> it, it is. It's still pretty weak. Um, all right, he is six. Uh, he's not weak though. Once again, I'm using the same uh, segue. He's 16 and one. He beat Rebecca. Eight knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out, knocked out himself once. This will be his UFC proper debut. He's won 13 straight fights, including one on the Contender Series, which he won via submission. Uh, was a regional champ. Minus 765. Obviously, I'm going with <laughs> Rebecca, the Rebeasty, because he's a uh, he he looked like the real deal on the Contender Series. And I know nothing about this Fiore guy except short notice debut does not usually go well, especially against uh, a guy of against a guy like Rebecca. So give me Rebecca. He, he likes to grapple. So the thing about okay. Fiori, he's and he's good at jujitsu. But here's my biggest issue with him is that he, all of his takedowns are clinch takedowns. So they're like body locks where yeah. he gets like a, a lot of times he'll finish it from like an over under position too. like he won't even get double under hooks and he'll just kind of like muscle the guy over. Dude, if you've looked at his record, it is one of the all time most padded records of all time. Uh, if, if you go to the very beginning. He turned pro and he he fought his uh, pro debut against Jay Ellis. Do you know Jay Ellis? Yes, I do. The, the, the record, the amazing record. Yeah. So Jay Ellis, for those who are not familiar, uh, it is currently 16 and 106 is his record. So he, he fought Jay Ellis for his pro debut. You want to take a guess at who he fought second? Jay no, fucking remember. Ellis again. Oh, amazing. <laughs> he fought Jay amazing. Ellis twice in a row to kick off his pro career. And then, you know, just to give a smattering of other records, three and nine next, eight and four, 15 and 13, five and 19. Like these are the guys he's fighting on the regional scene. Yeah. And granted, these are the guys who will take fights with him because he's a hot prospect and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, like at the end of the day, like he ain't beaten uh, maybe the best guy to come off of last season's contender series. Like, Rebecca might be my pick to be, like, the toughest, most well-rounded dude to come off of that series already. Um, and, and a guy who's amazing at grappling. So he's he's not going to go into a to a short-notice fight and beat Rebecca at his own game. There you go. We're both in on Rebecca. Are we... We're green on everything except... No, there's a couple of fights. No, you actually, Kach- you, had, you, didn't, you didn't take Kachueta. Yeah, just the opener is the only one we've yeah. disagreed on so far. All right, let's, let's go to... Uh, the main event, Dan, apparently main event of the prelims. Uh, Dan doesn't like someone's nickname here either. Middleweights, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus Claudio Hibiero. He's from Brazil, right? He's Hibiero. Yeah, it's Hibiero. Yeah, it should be. All right, this one is almost a pick em. It bounces. It could be, by the time we're, we're speaking, it could be a pick em. Um, We'll tell you about Al-Hassan first. Judo Thunder. You don't like Judo Thunder? Dude, he doesn't throw any Judo throws. Like if, if he, he throws punches. I, Hi-ya. And I know if he comes from, he comes from a judo background, right? Like he came from, but like, that's a cool nickname if he was out there doing Ronda Rousey shit. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's true. Uh, Judo Thunder is 11 to five with 11 knockouts. Uh, Not much judo there, unless he's throwing people on their heads and they get knocked out that way. 
Uh, he's been knocked out once. Five and five in the UFC. However, he's a one and four over his last five fights, including losing his last fight. He's fight at welterweight. That's hard to believe, right? It is a Looking little bit hard to believe. He's a big but guy. <laughs> he, he missed uh, he missed weight twice, so I guess it's, uh, that that's not hard to believe at all. Two and on Bellator, grappling stats in his favor over Riberio. Haberio, minus 0.49 strikes per minute. He's been outstruck. That's because he's a judo player. He's not a striker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of in course. the UFC, minus 110. Do they call him players in judo like they do in jiu-jitsu, or don't you know? Do they call them jujitsu players? I think I think they do call them players. <laughs> like you, no wonder you I do jujitsu. I do ju- I do jujitsu. I've never been called I anyway. Do, uh, let's you train let's, UFC. I don't train UFC. I've never trained <laughs> UFC. I don't like getting punched in the mouth. Anyway, no. let's let's talk a little bit about this fight. I, I'm, I'm going. Not done yet. Oh Jesus! Well, you know, get, we'll get to it. this is a long episode because we're excited and happy, so we're talking a lot. Okay, <laughs> chill out, man. <laughs> I I, I got to read this guy's resume. Hiberio. it's good resume. Or is it Heberio? Heberio is probably. No, you gotta roll. You gotta roll the second arm. Heberio. He's ten to two with ten knockouts. Uh, he's been submitted one time. Uh, he, this is his UFC debut. He's won six straight fights. He's not lost since October of 2018, and winning six straight fights, meaning he also finished six straight people because he's uh, finished all of his opponents. One and zero in the uh, on the Contender Series. Excuse me. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Used to fight at welterweight. Three inches taller than Al Hassan, four inches reach on him, seven years younger. You know all that's catnip to me. Uh, striking stats in his favor over Al Hassan, but we're basing this off of one fight on the contender series. That lasted uh, 25 two, seconds. <laughs> yes, 2.7 times more active landing strikes. Also, small sample size. Uh, in that one brief uh, contender contender series fight, he outstruck his opponent by 9.6 strikes per minute, and he did not, <laughs> he did not eat a strike. <laughs> he did not get hit once. Minus 115. Um, I don't think we know what his thoughts are on the brazilian politics so it's probably good maybe uh hopefully he doesn't say anything uh to change that yeah anyway, so go ahead <laughs> go ahead I, 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 squeeze that in there while we're at it i did cause, um cause we, yeah, we so have enough problematic I'm, fighters I'm gonna, already yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk, take claudio riviero here i, I think the problem with me with Razak Alassan is if this was the Razak Alassan who had fought all the way back um, when he was like knocking out Nico Price, I, yeah. I might flip a coin on this fight, right? Like I might say this is a close one, but since then he actually hasn't shown very much power outside of that weird head kick that landed on Alessio DiCherico in like a really weird way. And DiCherico's terrible defensively. And he's fought a lot of other guys who are not good defensive strikers, like Chaos Williams and Jacob Malkin and, and you know, Joaquin Buckley's not a great defensive striker. And, like, he fought all of those guys and wasn't able to land his big bomb anymore. It's it's like his hands have kind of slowed down since that really long layoff he had after the Nico Price fight. And Ribeiro is just, like, what he used to be. Uh, he, he's fast with the hands. He's got big knockout power. You know, you, he, he disguises things well. And to be honest, I think he's a little bit more elusive defensively. So, yeah, give me Ribeiro. I, I think he's a actually a pretty safe pick here. And I'm I'm glad the odds have been trending more and more towards him being an underdog. I'm not quite sure why that's happening, um, but I, I'm eating that up. Yep, we will. Uh, we will take Ribeiro here. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know if Al Hassan has much left in the tank. Um, yeah, he, he hasn't looked so hot recently. So the judo thunder is, is not. Maybe should he should fall back on his judo now. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be a better path. So, all right. So we agreed again. So let's recap. Heberio, Heberio. Uh, we both are in on Rebecca. 
Basharat, Nasamento, Arjueta, Flick as a big, big underdog. And then in the opener, Dan's got another underdog, of course, because he can't resist uh, the dog lover that he is. He's got Zombie Girl, Catchware. I have Sarge, Eubanks. Does that all sound correct? That sounds good to me. All right. And Dan is not a do- not a doctor nor a dentist, we found out in this episode. Well, actually, we haven't talked whether or not you're a doctor or not. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Because um, we've talked enough for you. Hopefully you enjoyed us breaking down the UFC once again. We enjoyed bringing it to your ear holes. Uh, tomorrow we will be back with the main card portion. And as I said off the top, we'll have our Hunger Man Jong super fan parlay. If you're new to the show, that is a two-fight parlay that Gumby picks for you that hits at the very least, it'll win you 10 to win your money when it does hit. And how many did you hit last year? Two? Or you've done two since we've started running this, I think? Uh, I hit two in the last calendar year. Uh, one is, was Which 50, is all, all you need to cover. One was 15 and changed to one, and one was 13 to one. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's 2,800 uh, on that that return, which is pretty much as much as you would need to break even, or, or pretty yeah. darn close. Yeah. So there you go. So listen to that. And we kick off the new year with a new segment. Uh, not not original to us, but a new segment for us. Uh, locks, dogs, and prop plays. So Gumby was trying to get mine early, and I refused because I don't want him stealing my picks. That's that's, that's a, the real reason. That, it's, that's it's not we, that I haven't figured it out yet. That's, that's what we got. <laughs> yep, it, I figured it out on the fly. Um, all right. So like I said, tomorrow we'll be doing that. Uh, in the meantime, we told you about Twitter. SGPN MMA is the account Gumby runs for us. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. The Discord's the place to be. People are in there chatting right now about uh, the Bellator Lightweight Grand Prix that just got announced, among other things. So go into sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord for that. Um, all the writings are on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Gumby's done a write-up for LFA, which is uh, hitting on Friday. Um and I did, uh, I'm doing write-ups for the UFC this week. I've got a, my picks up there right now. And um, by tomorrow, I will have my DFS slash DraftKings picks for you. Plus, we cover every other sport on there, of course, as well. Um, and if you want to get in my pick'em contest, as I said, and read my MMA writing, it's moneymma.substack.com. All right. Enough for today. We will be back tomorrow. Until then, I will remain zombie girl Jeff Fox. My partner will be the determined Daniel Vreeland. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.